Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Everyone off Twitter. If we could just get everyone off Twitter, we'd have a better world and a better society, starting starting with China. Because China, through the Xinhua News Service on Twitter, how a gun-happy nation spends its 4th of July weekend. And it's got two guys in suits, clinking glasses, and it says, To Freedom. And then it's got another guy uh, shooting a, a rifle into the air and a, a handgun in the air. And there's blood splattering everywhere. And he says, of shooting. China thinks they can lecture to us about shootings in the U.S. Uh, I, I'd like to know what happened to that man in Tiananmen Square. I would like to know what happened to the Uyghur Muslims. I'd like to know what happened to the Hong Kongers. You're commie pricks. Can we just be clear about this? And by the way, I have no idea if I'm allowed to use that word on air. But there it is. What else are we supposed to say and do here? This is allowed? This is what Trump is out, but China, a communist nation that oppresses its people, that's okay to engage them. Look at the shootings in the United States. By the way, look at the shootings in the United States. Was it 100, 150 people who were killed over the weekend? Independence Day weekend? Well, that happened. And in order to understand it, you have to stop listening to the people who refer to it as gun violence because just like the Chinese Communist Party, they're scumbags who don't know what they're talking about. I need a better way to describe it. Let me work on that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. When I say you need a better way, I don't want to be in the name-calling business. Sometimes I admit it's difficult and I'm venting just like you are. But you want more and I want more, so let me try my best to give you more. All communists lie. And all communists, by nature of being communists, are weak, cheap, garbage people. They have chosen the most violent way to get ahead, and they have the least faith in people to do the right thing or the thing that they choose to do. All communists are elitists, whether they're on the top of the pile or at the bottom of the pile. Only when they're at the very bottom do they realize that they've been had. When I talk about communists, I talk about people who embrace this radicalness, this evil. Xi Jinping could create nothing on his own, so he had to steal it from the United States every step of the way. He had to steal the very idea of of making money from the United States. Don't you get it? That's us, baby. He couldn't do it on his own. Mao never figured it out, and Xi Jinping wasn't smart enough. So Winnie got his wits together and said, what are those Americans doing? Let's just do that. Just like every bit of technology they own comes from the United States. Every bit of military power that they have comes from the United States because they are thieves. All communists are thieves. He is no better than Stalin. He is no better than Lenin. 
That's who he is. A nation that imprisons people for their religion. For their religion. By the way, people who never did anything to them, the Uyghur Muslims never did anything to them. You, you, you cart them up and then you engage state-sanctioned rape. They want to mock us for what's happened this weekend of violence. But let's go back to this weekend of violence and remember that one of the things that we are told that is a lie is that it's gun violence. Let us put an end to this once and for all. It is not gun violence. No one anywhere at any time can actually prove that. My phone number, 833-468-8669, got Tony. Go ahead. Call in. Show me where it's gun violence, and I will show you that you are wrong. The argument made is that look at what these guns have done. And no one takes a look at what the people have done. They don't question what is happening in society that leads down this road. In China, I get the fact that Jackie Chan will celebrate communism's 100th year in China. Oh, he sits there and he cheers them on. I'm talking about Jackie Chan, the actor, who, okay, we should be done with in the United States now. You're going to support communism? Okay. I mean, you made the real money in the U.S., just so we're all perfectly clear. Again, we do all the work. You try and take all the credit. We see you. But who really celebrates communism? What kind of bad person can't see their way clear not to celebrate communism? You can talk about being a proud nation all you will and a wonderful history, but communism's not a part of it. Just rip it out by the root and everything will be fine. I got faith in you. Now, Xi Jinping doesn't have faith in you. But no one can go about discussing what's happening in the U.S. over this weekend and say that it's gun violence. What it is, is cultural violence. The gun laws didn't change, thus the guns did not become all of a sudden these commonplace items just waiting on the streets for people to shoot. That's not what happened. People feel empowered to engage in this way, in this violent way, in this hateful way. They feel empowered to solve their differences, settle their grievances in this way. And where does that come from? It doesn't come from the Second Amendment, and it doesn't come from lawful gun ownership. It does come from a full-on hatred of the police and a belief that they won't do anything. And we have seen how they won't do anything. I'm going to get into what's going on in San Francisco. You will not believe it. The Target stores there close at 6 p.m. Why? It's too violent. There's too much theft afterward. Have you seen the video of the Neiman Marcus being robbed? Just people streaming out of there with purses? No one stops them. You saw the video of the Walgreens where you, 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 uh, you, you, you steal. You can steal up to a certain number. They don't even try and stop you. And we're supposed to say, oh, this is all fine. No, no, this is, this is actually reparations. And, and, and this is, they've got, these stores have insurance. So it's, 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 it's a victimless crime. Who 
believes this? Who says this? Radical people. Thus, we get into the heart of the matter. That we are not discussing guns. There is no such thing as gun violence. A rabbi was stabbed, I believe it was in broad daylight, in Boston by an Egyptian man. Now, now, as a a little bit of sidebar, don't tell me I should be worried about white supremacists. You can tell me white supremacy exists, but who's stabbing people in the middle of the street? I demand that we be honest about what is happening all around us. I'm a Jewish man walking down the street, and I'm telling you the reason I carry a firearm is because of some crazed lunatic who's got himself a knife. Some schmucks carrying tiki torches living in their mother's basement is not why I carry the firearm. Although I keep an eye on those people. Those people hate my guts. They Look, I, I, I'm, I'm aware. I, they're not the ones who I'm really twisting my head for as I walk down the street. It's the person who politically or for religious fervor wants me gone. I think that's true of a lot of people, especially when you see the results. But we don't say knife violence. That was just a random attack. Just another attack against a Jewish person and not happening in the South. Happening in New York, happening in Los Angeles, happening in Boston. You know, the woke places. We don't call it knife violence. So why do we call it gun violence? We call it gun violence because there is a desire in the United States to attack the gun owners. To attack gun ownership. The gun is not the issue. It's not the issue in Chicago. It's not the issue in Atlanta. It's not the issue in Pennsylvania. It's not the issue in Cleveland. It's not the issue in my Indianapolis where seven people were murdered. It's not the issue. And the people who say otherwise are lying. They're either wrong or they're lying. The issue is the culture that has said solve your problem with a weapon. Fix your grievance with a a weapon. Somebody disrespected you, you got to shoot them. You got to do it for you. You got to do it for your woman. You got to do it for your crew. Culturally, that's happening. But when you have that conversation, people go to a very interesting place. They say it it was, uh, they say that that's about black and white. Oh, see, Tony, you're talking about cultural. You mean you mean black people. No, I don't. So glad you asked. I don't. Because that is simply untrue. That would put forth the argument that there are no black people who are lawful gun owners. That black people are the ones just going out willy-nilly engaging in these acts of violence. That is not true. That's a lie. The issue is liberalism. The issue is ideological. The issue is a belief system by which you have determined cops are guilty based on their existence. All cops are bastards. Am I right or am I right? And an absolute belief that you can do no wrong. Mix that with prosecutors who refuse to prosecute cases. You take a look at what's going on. You take a look 
at the violence that's taking place. And you take a look at the prosecutors, whether it's Los Angeles or other places, that won't do anything about it. They won't do a thing about it. They won't go after the cases. They won't bring them to trial. Oh, we can't prosecute this one. Oh, we can't prosecute that one. What else are the police to do? Meanwhile, the scrutiny on police is beyond through the roof because you have cities desperate to find one thing wrong so they can take out a whole department and take out this cop, get rid of that cop, show that they're woke here. And you've got people who are looking for the cops to even just move a half step out of line so they can just go about their protests so they can get themselves a little bit of attention and maybe a couple of bucks. Two on the nose, guys? Have we have we spelled it out too clearly? See, Tony, you didn't need the name calling. Don't get me wrong, you get frustrated like everybody else. And that could lead to some name calling. But the truth is that's not gonna help solve the problem because it's not gonna help anybody understand the problem. Commies are lying garbage may be true, but it doesn't do enough to help solve the problem. Liberal ideology is failure and violence. This is true. But how about a discussion of what that means and, and what that entails and how its effect takes place and takes hold of all of us? That, that takes a little more nuance. That takes a little more work. Luckily for us, we're all in for it. We're all in for, uh, what do they say? That's right, doing the work. The problem that you saw across the country this weekend is ideological. It has nothing to do with guns. It has nothing to do with guns. It has to do with a belief system that says you, targeted group, are aggrieved, are in danger, you have been hurt and you have been harmed and there is nothing you can do about it and therefore you should be angry and you should act out on that anger. Never mind other levels of glorification within cultural strata. The cops, they're evil. The cops, they're bastards. The cops, they're terrible. The cops did you wrong. The cops will do you wrong. You don't have to listen to the cops. Get out there. Do what you want to do. Take what's yours. You're owed it. Why should you have to talk out your issues when simply you can shoot it out because that's the code? And who's going to tell you no? What, some cop's going to arrest you? Those cops are guilty. All right, that may not be the actual answer for every shooting. But you and I both know it's the answer for far too many. This issue is cultural. It is not gun violence. There is no such thing. I'm Tony Katz. I get it, U.S. Women's National Team. You really, really like attention. Tony Katz, 
Tony Katz. Today, it's great to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Uh, This was the game against Mexico, and it was uh, the send-off as they get ready for uh, the Olympics, and the national anthem is playing, and there's a World War II veteran who's, who's... well, he's playing the national anthem on, 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 on his harmonica. On his harmonica r- right there. Listen. Look, when you are this man's age, Pete, I believe his name is, you too can... Uh, can uh, uh, make a couple mistakes in the harmonica and all be okay. It was glorious. And the question is, did the national team turn away? Now, some people were facing one direction. Some people were facing another direction. Some people had hands over their hearts. Some people didn't. I will tell you, growing up, I was not taught to put my hand over the heart for the national anthem, for Pledge of Allegiance, not the national anthem. And I don't, I, I, I don't, put my hand over my heart for the national anthem. I, I stand at attention. So they're now arguing, no, 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 no one turned their back on anything. What is noticeable is that Megan Rapino was not out there for the national anthem. This, this love affair with Megan Rapino, and somehow she's this strong woman. You, you could talk about how good the women's team is all you want. Feel free. They're very, very good. I like watching them play. People will not pay big money to watch them play outside of these venues. They just won't. If you tell me that as an Olympic athlete, and Olympic athletes, I think, get get paid a stipend or whatever it is, you want them paid the same as the men, I think that'd be an interesting argument. If you want to tell me on a pro level how you you want to be paid like men, that's never, ever going to happen because the competition isn't the same. And the market dictates it, and you can't force that. But neither here nor there. Megan Rapino didn't, you know, she's the one with the purple hair. She didn't come out for the national anthem. Okay. The question is what happens at the Olympics? I make the argument people can have their own politics, but they are representing their nation. If they can't do that, then don't compete. Why are you competing? What make, why do you want to be this, this special in, in this way for this purpose, for this valueless purpose? Branding, is that it? Yeah, you made Megan Rapinoe some money. It didn't help the country worth the damn, but she got some ducats. I, I guess that is all that matters. I'm Tony Katz. The Independence Day hate is, uh, is certainly a newer phenomenon. But remember that the people who are engaged in that phenomenon are looking to profit. That's it. Nothing else. There is zero that these people bring to the table. And the problem is is that they don't even understand what Independence Day is. They have never once read the Declaration of Independence, or or maybe I'm, I'm being a little too harsh, maybe they've read the Declaration of Independence. But if you say to me that the Declaration of Independence is meaningless, then you're saying you have never 
read it. This starts with a story from NPR. Oh, don't worry, I've got more. Wait till you hear about Representative Cori Bush. I'm wondering whether she violated her oath. I'll share the story. You tell me. And there's plenty of people who uh, they've got all sorts of things to say about uh, Independence Day. And, oh, it's, it's a racist country. It's a bigoted country. And uh, uh, how dare they say all men are created equal when, when they had slaves. The Declaration of Independence is not the Constitution of the United States. The Declaration of Independence is, a, is indeed a declaration that could be utilized by the people of the world in a recognition that they deserve their rightful place amongst the nations. If you, The story is that NPR came out uh, saying that uh, the declaration has a racial slur against indigenous people, called it a document with flaws and deeply ingrained hypocrisies. So is wait, wait, don't tell me. But that doesn't mean we take it off the air. Wait, wait, don't tell me is a show over at NPR. You, you, you got to you gotta, you gotta listen to your NPR. I'm, I'm aware of what they do. It famously declares that all men are created equal, even though women, enslaved people, and indigenous Americans were not held as equal at the time. That, 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 that's right. That's true. And? No, 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 I'm waiting. And? You want to deny that the Declaration of Independence is one of the most valuable documents in the history of all mankind? Oh, I'm sorry, humankind. That's ignorance. This is what NPR put on Twitter. 245 years ago today, leaders representing 13 British colonies signed a document to declare independence. What then follows is a long list of grievances and charges against King George III that outline the 13 North American British colonies' intention to separate from Great Britain. Y- yeah, that's, 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 that's what it is. And nothing like that has ever happened before. Nothing like it ever happened before. That's what makes it so absolutely positively amazing. To make that statement to King George to say we're free people, to say, come at me, bro. That is something. That is something to say. And perhaps, just perhaps, if NPR had any kind of mind whatsoever. The Declaration of Independence was aspiring to something. Something that did not exist at the time, but was hoping to get there. It was sending out the clarion call. Remember, the Declaration of Independence is the why of America. Why we have done this thing. The Constitution is the how. The how of America. Can't we recognize that the Declaration of Independence is something to aspire to? It is a statement that states out loud it, it that clearly shares we see ourselves not as your servant but as your equal why cannot that be used time and time again by people around the globe hong kongers tried it 
And we sat by while China put their boot on their neck. It's so ugly. This radicalized hate, this lack of, of, of purposeful lack of historical understanding. If you want to view everything in history through today's lens, you will never understand history. You have to understand it for its time. And then see how things went from there, grew from there. Without the Declaration of Independence, without the war for independence, what is better in anyone's life? What is better around the globe? Oh, you'd be free? Do you really believe that? To anybody who has ever been part of any people that has been enslaved, which is a lot of people around the globe, do you really think your life would be better without the United States? Do you want to find out? Because right now there's a world out there that's desperate to find out what they can do without the U.S. You think it's better for the Russian people? Ask Alexei Navalny. You think it's better for the Chinese? We've already discussed the Uyghurs and the Hong Kongers. You think it's going to be better? We've got a whole group of people that hate Trump, and every day they're allowed to hate Trump. They don't get arrested. But the people who said, we don't like what's happening with an election, they all got arrested. And you're questioning whether it's a free nation, whether it's better here. The ignorance, it astounds. There was a story out that there were a group of people, uh, was it elected officials or others, and they look at the American flag and, oh, no, 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 American flag is divisive. It was a New York Times piece. Of course it was. It's the New York Times. Today, flying the American flag from the back of a pickup truck or over a lawn is increasingly seen as a clue, albeit an imperfect one, to a person's political affiliation in a deeply divided nation. If the American flag no longer unites people, then the problem is the people who don't feel united by the American flag. It's their problem. So say it differently. If you are offended by the American flag, you're the issue. That's exactly what you should say to people. You're the issue. They're the issue. Get out. Leave the building. Leave the room. Leave the whatever. If you're offended by the American flag, you are clearly and without question the problem. The American flag is indeed a unifying symbol. The American flag is about the ideal of what can be better. We know this. This is obvious. This has been our history. Oh, the history's been imperfect. Yeah, find me the perfect history. Oh, the Native Americans were just sweet, loving, kind people who never once did anything bad to each other. And as we all know, uh, the, the, the British have a history of acting in just genteel fashion. Oh, yeah, let's ask the Indians what they think about that. And while we're at it, let's ask the Indians about the caste system. What are we doing? What kind of nonsense garbage is this? We're making it up as we go along. Oh, America's just the worst. These people wouldn't know the worst because they never once read a book. They don't know anything and they want to lecture to the rest of us. We, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect union, it's right there, line number one of the preamble of the Constitution. 
They said more perfect union. They knew. And anybody who thinks the world would be better off without the United States in it doesn't know anything about history. They have never seen hardship like they can see. Life with China up on top sucks. Slavery is absolutely positively wrong. And the people who engaged in slavery were wrong. The people who held slaves in the United States, the people who held slaves in South America, and the people who sold their brothers and sisters and cousins off in Africa. Black men and women who sold off other black men and women. No, no, we're just ripping Band-Aids off, people. Ripping it wide, oh, let it bleed. And then maybe we can actually get some healing, get some air to that thing. Of course NPR is foolhardy here and they're criticizing of the Declaration of Independence. This is what happens when you don't actually have an intellectual view of anything, but rather you have an emotional view of everything. You you have a feeling and you think your feeling matters. You think your feeling has value. And it doesn't. But history does. An actual studying of the issue does. I I don't know what else there is to say. I got something else for you. Alan West is running for governor of Texas. And if I have it right, he's running against Greg Abbott. I yeah, see, I I guess there was a part of me that thought was Greg Abbott was was term limited out. But maybe there aren't. It's Texas. I think Greg Abbott is is running uh, for, for, for president. Correct. Right. He was the attorney general from two thousand two to two thousand fifteen. He's only sixty three. And he's been uh the, the governor ever since. So Alan West is going to run. Um, Dan, uh, Dan, Dan Patrick, not the ESPN Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor. He's going to run. Yeah. See, I should no, no, no. I'm just saying. I assume that I assume that he will. And Rick Perry, he was governor for the three terms. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Look, I like Alan West. And Alan West was in Florida. was a member of Congress from Florida. And then he moved uh, to Texas. I think he heads up the Republican Party uh, out, out there in Texas. I like Alan West. Not an issue with Alan West at all. I am just, I'm curious as to if there's, if there's any seriousness about the run. I'm not sh- so sure there's a seriousness about the run in that I, I, I don't know if he thinks he can actually win this thing he just wants to put himself in the conversation that's my take right now i could be wrong more to get to i'm tony Katz. so in another wonderful episode of how violent is antifa uh the answer is uh pretty dang violent because Antifa, they uh, got themselves together in Los Angeles. So there's this spa in Los Angeles, and people are pretty upset with the spa because what happened is is that the uh, 
there, there's someone in there who claims to be transgender uh, and uh, male who says they're female and exposed themselves in the spa and exposed themselves to kids and people were upset. And so people came to protest. And who came? Antifa. To side with, of course, exposing yourself to children. Because what else are you going to side with? And then proceeded to beat people up who disagreed with them. I mean, that's, that is 150% what happens. That is who Antifa is. Antifa is violence. Beginning to end, this is all they are. This is all they know. This is all they do. You disagree with us, we destroy. You disagree with us, we attack. They pepper sprayed people. They punched people. They stole the signs uh, from people. It's what they do. It's who they are. Antifa is complete violence all the time. They have no other skill set. I know this is surprising to some people. But and and the best was, uh, were they, wait, maybe they were calling people transphobe, which would at least be correct if they say that people are afraid of people who are are, are uh, transgender. Uh, but I think they were calling people homophobes, which would not in any way, shape, or form be accurate, because that would just be completely not accurate. But they are siding is are the anti-fascists. They're siding with the idea that you should ex- be able to expose yourself to children. It's fine. Hold on a second, Ari. Are you saying that uh, no one that this this person didn't tr- expose themselves to children? Define expose. They were in a spa, and then a robe came open, exposing themselves to a child. They disrobed. Oh, in front of children. They're in a spa. They're in a spa that serves women, and this was a man. I'm just saying. Exposed implies that, like, there was a flashing involved, and that is not what happened. Oh, somehow it's less gratuitous in this way? Yes! Oh, I I don't believe that's, that's the case. If we are not going to have standards and a recognition that men are not women and women are not men, we're going to have situations like this that are simply unacceptable. And people have the right to say, that's not what I go to a spa for. That shouldn't be happening. They have the argument to make. They had an expectation, and that expectation was not met. And the expectation not being met is predicated on the false idea that somehow someone can just decide, well, I'm this or I'm that, and that we have to accept it. No, these people do not have to accept it. That's the argument. That's the point to make. And that point needs to be made over and over and over again. And I'm kind of stunned that we need to keep doing it over and over and over again. And no matter how you view it, that you that Antifa would be there committing acts of violence, fighting people, attacking people, men and women, old and young, because how dare you disagree? But we're told they're just an idea, right? They're not real. They're very real. 
They're very real, and they're very, very violent. You just got to know this. You just got to know what they are and what they're all about. It never changes. Corey Bush, representative from St. Louis. And oh, she's the latest story. This is Tony Katz today.